Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This podcast on 97.3 The Fan is presented by Hummel Casino. Fun above all else. On a Tuesday, live from Padres Fantasy Camp in Peoria, Arizona. Uh, it's been a quick three hours today. Paulie and Woods are already out on field three. Uh, their team, which is coached by Terry Kennedy and Dave Dravecki, are going up against the team coached by Jake Peavy and Andy Ashby right now. And I've got no idea what's going on. I haven't got any updates yet. I think they just started. I'll head out after the show, and uh, I'll have at least a couple of innings to watch to give you a, a an unbiased report tomorrow morning on how the guys looked out at, at fantasy camp today. Uh, but I wanted to get into a little bit of the NFL here this weekend. There were some very big winners in wild card weekend in the NFL. Uh, first of all, the Houston Texans uh, won by 31 over the Cleveland Browns. Let's see, the Bucks won by 23 over the Eagles. The Chiefs won by 19 over the Dolphins. The Packers won by 16 over the Cowboys, and the game wasn't that close. Steelers won by, or the Bills won by 14 over the Steelers. So five of the six games were all at least two touchdowns. And then you had the one close game uh, with the Detroit Lions beating the Los Angeles Rams 24-23. But I think the biggest winner of Wild Card Weekend had to be Peacock, right? The NBC streaming surface reported 23 million views of the Chiefs-Dolphins game on Saturday night, making it uh, what they say was the most streamed event, I believe, in in history, Uh, certainly in in U.S. sports history. And you figure, I mean, obviously some people had already subscribed and and some people will cancel their $6.99 or whatever it was after signing up. But, I mean, if even... You know, a third of those people stick around on the monthly subscription. That's well, that's hundreds of millions of dollars right there for the NBC Peacock service. And I think they reportedly paid an extra $110 million to make it exclusive. So uh, probably getting their money's worth, which means, unfortunately, Frank and NFL viewers out there, we'll see more of that in the future. There is not going to be less exclusive streaming games with the success that Peacock had there's only going to be more of that. And and while it wasn't a, a terrific game, the Chiefs blew out the Dolphins. It is very compelling in January, especially in San Diego, California, to see how cold other places can get. And I saw, obviously, Andy Reid's mustache icicles were absolutely iconic. Patrick uh, Mahomes having his, his helmet shatter in the cold 
and having to get another one. He didn't even realize it. I mean, it was so cold out there that it basically had frozen and uh, broke apart when he was on the field. I saw, I think it was a TikTok video. Frank, did you see this? They, they had one of those, um, like, refrigerators at Arrowhead, and someone pulled out, like, a bottle of water, like one of those larger, like, smart, smart water bottles. Yeah. And it was, um, the fridge was, I guess, sent to normal, like, fridge temperatures, like 40. The second they pulled it out, you could actually see it freezing from <laughs> top to bottom. It just went, just, like, instantaneously freezing in the sub-zero temperatures of Kansas City. And, I mean, you want to, I mean, you kind of, there's a, I don't know, like a sadistic sports fan in all of us that loves to see athletes suffer in bad weather is that is that am i the only one or does everyone kind of feel that way i didn't see that one but i did see the number of beer cans that had exploded and frozen in the (laughs) in the cup holders i did see a a plethora of those but for me i'm a polar bear i love cold i would much rather be cold than hot yeah oh any day that being said yeah there is a limit when my face is starting to look like Tom Coughlin's during that NC, uh, NFC Championship game in Green Bay, yeah, I'm tapping out then. Then I want, I, I need, I need some, uh, I need a heater. I know they played that game as scheduled. It, I mean, it was very, very cold, but there was no, you know, like snow to pass through like there was in Buffalo, which they delayed that game obviously to Monday and had to. I mean, if you saw the videos of what Sunday looked like, they made the right decision. There was no chance. Even in the, I mean, even the worst of NFL conditions, you you couldn't have played the game the way no. it was. You couldn't have gotten to the game. There was a travel warning and an advisory. I think the funniest tweet I saw, someone was mad about the fact that they had postponed the game a day, and he said, "Hey, did did they postpone D Day? You know, just go out and play <laughs> the game." And someone community put the community note. Actually, D Day was postponed one day by weather. I it mean, was. you can't you can't play. You can't play if the weather is so bad. Uh, you just have to put it back another day, and I don't think it hurt anyone. It was a holiday yesterday. I think most people got to to see that game. Uh, anyway, it was still very cold. It was still fairly miserable uh, looking in Buffalo, uh, but the Bills took advantage, got the win at home, and uh, there's an argument to be made that they're the hottest team in football right now, uh, going in with their win over the Steelers, 31-17, to how they played at the end of the season, climbing back to win the AFC East, getting the number two seed, and now another home game, Next week uh, against the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, the Buffalo Bills are a team no one wants to face in the playoffs uh, right now. No, we've and seen. As you, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, and we've seen that time and time again that you don't have to be the best team; you just have to be hot at the right time. And for the Buffalo Bills, that that time is now. And you guys also mentioned before shoveling for uh, shoveling all that snow for twenty dollars. Not worth it. If I'm going to go no. there, I I expect to be able to go to the game. If I am going to do the job of your stadium crew, I expect to go to the game. So they got paid $20 an hour, but they didn't get tickets to the game? No. If they didn't already have them? Nope. They did not. And, and people were willing to do that just because they were Buffalo Bills fans. And they didn't get it all out. Obviously, there was still plenty of snow. Uh, left in that stadium. But as I look now at the matchups in the division round, and I truly believe there is there is a bit of a, a hurdle to overcome when you have the bye. And now there's only one team in each conference that gets the bye, Ravens and the 49ers. 
that while it can be an advantage to get healthy, there's definitely that coming off the bye week, getting into playoff mode that the teams that you're facing have already done. So when I look at these initial lines, the Ravens are nine-and-a-half-point favorites over the Houston Texans. The 49ers are 10-point favorites over the Green Bay Packers. That's the, those are the Saturday games. You'll hear them both here on 97.3 The Fan. Initially, and, you know, my track record is not very good, but initially those feel like really big spreads for a Texans team that, that looked like it was firing on all cylinders against the Cleveland Browns, a Packers team that just blew the Dallas Cowboys out of the water on the road. To say both of those teams are going to lose by double digits if the favorites cover feels like a stretch to me. i I, I got to think at least one of those two teams, if not both, are going to be able to keep these games close, even if it's just the Ravens and the 49ers taking a half or so to get back into the groove and into the feel of playoff football because they're the only teams with a bye. But those are pretty big numbers on the favorites, Frank, uh, going into this uh, wild, or this division round weekend. I agree, and I've said it on Gwen and Chris doing the Daily Gambit. I tend to shy away from double-digit spreads, especially in the NFL. Green Bay... That one definitely seems like more of a stretch. It's going to be in better weather in San Francisco. Plus, Green Bay, we know we know what Green Bay. There was can nothing do. wrong with uh, Dallas, though. The weather was fine. No, in no, Dallas I and no, AT&T I agree. Stadium inside. No, I mean compared to if they were playing in Green Bay or in if Green they were Bay, playing sure. in Buffalo or Kansas City, Houston though against Baltimore, I I would believe that because even though Houston played well. Against Cleveland, when was the last time Houston or when was the last time Stroud was in this situation? That's This is a tough ask for a team that does not have a lot of history in this spot to play against the Baltimore Ravens team, who was one of the better teams in the league, come the start of the playoffs, and now they're fresh off a of bye week in their home well, in their I, home building. I'll agree with you, and, and C.J. Stroud was outstanding. Youngest ever playoff quarterback winner, 22 years old, I think about 100 days younger than I think Michael Vick was when he was the youngest uh, to win a playoff game as a starting quarterback. I guess the difference for the Texans is they have to go on the road and do it this time. They took advantage of the, the home crowd and uh, the energy there against the Cleveland Browns to really take control of that game. They'll have that going against them in Baltimore. The Packers, though, have already done it on the road. Yeah. They did it in Dallas. Can they do it now in San Francisco? I, I'm not necessarily picking an upset, but to me, the way Jordan, uh and, and the 49ers clearly better than the Cowboys, but I, I feel like the Packers might be able to hang uh, with the 49ers in that game, at least for the first you know, half, three quarters. Maybe the 49ers kind of ice it in the end, but uh, that's a big spread at 10 right now. No, and I definitely agree, and with how – with how Green Bay, uh, with how yeah, Green Bay handled Dallas uh, on Sunday, that should be that should be a big warning to San Francisco. That's hey, this this team they may not they may they may show a nine and eight record, but they're not going to be a pushover. We are definitely going to need to be one hundred percent on for this game at all times. Otherwise, it, it's going to go south in a hurry. Meanwhile, uh, the Sunday games, I was also surprised at how big the spread is in the Lions-Bucks game, the early game on Sunday. Uh, the Lions uh, initially a six-point favorite at home over the Tampa Bay Bucks. And while, yes, the Lions are the two-seed, they're the division champion, and the Bucks will have to go on the road after uh, playing at home in the first round, Don't the Bucks are as 
as good as the Rams, aren't they? I mean, especially the way Baker Mayfield is playing. My feeling is the Bucks can give the Lions at least as much trouble as the Rams did. And the Rams gave them just about everything. That game came down to the fourth quarter. One play either way could have, you know, switched that to a Rams victory. Obviously, they ended up, you know, punting and they never got the ball back. And, and credit to the Detroit Lions for, uh, you know, converting and getting that first down. They gambled. They threw it to Amon Ross St. Brown to convert the first down. They were able to kneel it out from the two-minute warning going on from there. Great execution by Dan Campbell. They're a good team, and they're certainly a force to be reckoned with. But they, they did not outclass the Los Angeles Rams in that game. And I... I don't foresee them necessarily outclassing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the next game as well. So a six-point spread felt like a fairly large number for the Detroit Lions, Frank. I I do agree to a point. I do think that Detroit, this is going to be a dogfight, I have a feeling. And I think I, I do feel as though Detroit can come out on top of it. Because if you look at that Philadelphia Eagles team that Tampa Bay just beat at home, by the way, not in Philadelphia, to beat that Eagles team, that's one and six in their last yeah, maybe seven they, games. That doesn't count for anything at this point. Yeah, that's, <laughs> no, I, that was a team that was limping into the playoffs. That was a team that has lost to Arizona, a team that had lost to the Giants who just took them apart in the first half in a game that they needed if they wanted a better seed, if they wanted a home game. I'm I'm taking Detroit here. I would I would I would lean Detroit. Okay, and then finally, um the only one of the spreads that they think is going to be within a field goal, the Buffalo Bills hosting the Kansas City Chiefs. The Bills are early 3-point favorites in that game. And to me, that might be actually a slightly small number. I kind of like the Bills right now at minus three. The Kansas City Chiefs went out, and, yeah, they beat the Miami Dolphins in the frigid cold. But this is a Chiefs team that clearly had many games in the season where they did not look like Super Bowl contenders. This is a, the Bills team that we just talked about. might be the hottest team in football right now. They're getting it home. They're familiar, both sides. You know, they've played big games before. Both teams have have won the bills have won a couple of times in kansas city in big games to me getting them at home in that game i think that's going to be a really tough one for the kansas city chiefs and unless patrick mahomes does something incredibly special and travis kelsey does something incredibly special and they really just put the kansas city offense on their shoulders i mean pacheco is going to have to have another big game just to keep it i think fairly close um you know josh allen's got that next level we saw it yeah, uh, yesterday with three touchdowns thrown and the long 50-2-yard touchdown run. When they need a first down, he can take it, keep it, and get the yards that they need. He's just almost unstoppable uh, you know, when they need it. And he's willing to put his body on the line, especially in the playoffs. Uh, to me, that makes the Buffalo Bills one of the most dangerous playoff teams out there. So I, I don't know, Frank. I think three might might actually be a little bit light. I think they're overvaluing the Chiefs just because – they have so much playoff experience, and they've done it before, but going to Buffalo in this January is a different story. Absolutely. And Buffalo, both of these teams have had streaks where they have just looked god-awful. Now, Buffalo's was at the beginning of the season. Kansas City had theirs more towards the middle. 
Buffalo's won their last five. Kansas City just lost against Vegas. That was on Christmas Day. So a more recent loss for Kansas City. They don't have, speaking of Buffalo, they don't have the weather uh, advantage the way you would have thought if they would the way they would have had if they had played Miami I this one's a toss up for me I think Buffalo gets them this time I think Buffalo gets them this time again I know Kansas City's been there done that they've beaten Buffalo in the playoffs in this situation but Buffalo's beaten them too and I think Buffalo's going to get them again well, we'll have our uh, official Ben and Woods picks on Friday. I can't do any worse than I did in the wild card round. Well, I could. I did get one right. I could get zero right, I guess, in the divisional round. But uh, I'm hoping I do a little bit better. We'll have our official picks later in the week. But just wanted to take an early look there at the divisional round matchups. Uh, obviously, the coaching carousel news with uh, Bill Belichick out. Huge story over the weekend. They quickly replaced him with Gerard Mayo. Uh, had that succession plan already in place. They decided not to even go the interview route. Now Belichick making his rounds, interviewing with the Atlanta Falcons. The Chargers were the first team to meet with Jim Harbaugh. They've already met with over a half dozen uh, coaching candidates. And I don't think Jim Harbaugh needs to rush that decision, but there are some teams uh, that are not going to want to miss out on some of the other options if they don't get Harbaugh. So we'll see uh, who blinks and how patient everybody can be as the head coaching carousel spins in the NFL. All right, we're going to take a timeout. Uh, if you want to play our game, I've got some 1984 Padres over-under uh, trivia game for a chance to qualify for our grand prize monthly getaway to Las Vegas since we didn't play Take on Woods earlier. You can call during our break here, 833-288-0973, 833-288-0973, 40th anniversary of the Padres 1984 team. Your chance to win a two-night stay in Las Vegas is coming up next with Ben and Woods live from Padres Fantasy Camp. We'll be right back after a check of traffic here on 97.3 The Fan. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Uh, don't forget, coming up in our next segment here at uh, Fantasy Camp, uh, we'll be joined, actually on the phone, by Padres Vice President of Amateur and International Scouting, Chris Kemp. Talk about their international signings, including Leonales de Vries. That's coming up. Right now, though, we're going to play a little game. Uh, we're going to try to qualify 
a listener for our grand prize monthly drawing trip to Las Vegas, two nights at the Westgate, and tickets to see Tom Kiefer and L.A. Guns performing on April 11th at the Westgate International Theater. Uh, you can check out the newly designed Premier Rooms, part of their $70 million room renovations, home of legendary Vegas fun. And since we're on remote this week, we decided not going to play Take on Woods. And part of Fantasy Camp this year is celebrating the 40-year anniversary of the 1984 National League champion San Diego Padres. 2024 is here. They have many of the former uh, 84 Padres as camp coaches. And I thought we'd uh, have different 1984 Padres-related games and trivia this week uh, to try to qualify some listeners. So we got Brandon in El Cajon, who's on the line, who is our contestant. Brandon, good morning. Welcome to Ben and Woods. Hey, good morning. How are you? I'm good. All right, so here's how today's game is going to work. I'm calling it 1984 Padres over under. I'm going to give you a player and a season stat, and you need to tell me if the correct 1984 total is over or under the number that I set. And just like real or fake, four correct answers out of seven possibilities is going to be enough to win the game and qualify you for Las Vegas. So, Brandon, you understand how the game works? I do. All right, uh, here we go. Round number one, Steve Garvey, home runs. The over-under total is 14. Did he have over or under 14 home runs in 1984, Brandon? I'm going to say over. Going to say over. You are incorrect. Steve Garvey, and this surprised me as well, only had eight home runs in the regular season. Of course, he had a really big one in the playoffs against the Chicago Cubs, but just eight home runs. In fact, 20 led the Padres in home runs that season. Uh, Kevin McReynolds and Greg Nettles. No one had more than 20 home runs for the 1984 Padres. That's okay. That's just one. We still have six to go. All you need is four to win. Round two, Goose Gossage ERA, over or under 3.05. Brandon, what do you think? Um, let's go Under. Under. You are correct. The Padres' closer finished the year with a 2.90 ERA. I think it was second only to Craig Lefferts, the lefty out of that bullpen. You are correct. That is one right answer for Brandon. All right, let's go to round number three. Tony Gwynn, season strikeouts, 18. Over or under 18 strikeouts for Tony Gwynn in 1984, Brandon? I've heard so many stats about strikeouts. I'm going to go under. <laughs> It's an absurdly low number, unfortunately. No, it was uh, 23. Still an absurdly low number for Tony Gwynn for an entire season of – I mean, he had like almost like over 700 plate appearances to strike out only 23 times. This is insane. That's uh, uh, one out of three. All right, let's get on, on a roll here. We need to get three out of these last four. Alan Wiggins, stolen bases, the speedy second baseman. The number is 66, over or under 66 stolen bases for Alan Wiggins, Brandon. I think I've heard this before, and I think it's over. You're right, 70. The even 7-0 for Alan Wiggins that season was one of the big reasons. Padres setting the table, scored over 100 runs that year for the San Diego Padres with Tony Gwynn moving them over. You had Garvey, you had McReynolds, uh, Carmelo Martinez driving him in. All right, let's go to round number five. You got two right. Bruce Bochy walks for the 1984 season for the backup catcher. Over or under six? 
Let's go over. Bruce Bochy walked three times in 97 plate appearances in 1984. All right, that's uh, that's still two, which means you need to get these last two correct, Brandon, to qualify for the trip to Las Vegas. I know you can do it. Round number six, Padres over under. Eric Shaw wins. 16 is the number. Over or under wins for Eric Shaw at 16. Brandon, come on. You can get this one. Let's go under. Under? Yes! Eric Shaw actually led the Padres with 15 wins that season, which means, here we go, round seven. It comes all down to the final, final over under for the win. Carmelo Martinez doubles. 21 is the over-under number for Carmelo Martinez doubles. For the win, what do you think, Brandon, over or under? I'm going to go under. <laughs> it's over. Oh, that's a, that's a painful one. He led the team with 28 doubles in 1984. Brandon, thank you for playing. You made it for radio purposes and good for the audience, unfortunately. You don't qualify for the trip to Las Vegas, but feel free to try again later this month. I'll come up with a, uh, a new 1984 Padres trivia game for tomorrow. We'll try to get another listener qualified for the trip to Las Vegas. All right, just got an update from the, uh, the man Tom Seidler himself. Woodsy and Paul, of course, have lost uh, seven consecutive Fantasy League games. 0-6 last year. They lost yesterday. 0-1. But they are now ahead 4 nothing, uh, leading... Jake Peavy and Andy Ashby's team, the Terry Kennedy and Dave Dravecki coach team, they're up 4 nothing, fourth inning of a six-inning game. So we'll see if they can pull it out and end the losing streak uh, coming up in the next oh, – hopefully I'll get out there in, in order to see the end of the game uh, by the time the show ends. Uh, we're sticking around here, though, because Chris Kemp of the San Diego Padres is going to join us in our next segment. We'll talk about the international signings with the vice president of amateur and international scouting. Uh, coming up next year, don't go away. It's Ben Woods on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Final segment of Ben Woods on a Tuesday. We're live from Fantasy Camp in Peoria, Arizona, as uh, Woods and Paul try to close out their first Fantasy Camp win in years, literally years, out on field three. We're joined right now by the Padres' Vice President of Amateur and International Scouting. Uh, Chris Kemp is with us here on 97.3 The Fan. Chris, it's good to have you back on Ben and Woods. Good morning. Hey, good morning. Thanks for having me. Uh, well, first of all, congratulations. Second straight year, the Padres have landed the top international prospect. Of course, last year it was Ethan Salas. Yesterday, uh, you introduced Leodales DeVries into the Padres organization. I'll start right there. Um, tell me about the, the scouting process. I, I'm sure it started years ago and what you saw in, in DeVries that stood out in the process of, uh, that led up to yesterday and him joining the organization. Yeah, I think two things were pretty simple. You know, at, at a young age in the tournaments, you know, near his hometown in Aswan, Bonnie, um, it's just kind of the new hotbed for players in general. And as a, you know, kid that was 13, 14, 15, which is really loud, you know, on the circuit, national tournaments, you know, academy tournaments, and it was MVP trophy after MVP trophy, you know, grand peer group, you know, 15-year-old and 16-year-old guys. And he was just always coming up with the big hit was always kind of an impact dude i'm curious because obviously when you're projecting out you know guys that are that young 16 17 years old and what they might look like in four or five years as a big leaguer how do you separate the the very good from the truly outstanding the guys who like salas like devries that you're willing to devote pretty much your you know 90 95 percent of your your international scouting bonus pool on just one guy what what makes that decision uh for you and and aj when you're kind of coming down to it yeah i I think you kind of look at makeup and and family with with both those guys you know obviously the bats and the swing guy chance to be plus bats in the big leagues but you know just the makeup of ethan and leo and both their family backgrounds of you know just being very solid you know from a family home standpoint and you know special brothers and sisters and special dads and special moms and then they go out and you see what they do on the field. And, you know, both those kids just kind of hit our group in the gut. It's like, wow, you know, we, we would really love to be a part of this. So, and then some years it's a depth class. And usually that's mostly what we do, you know, usually spread it around and try and get you throughout and, and build up the middle. But, you know, Leo and Ethan, we, we just, I'm just kind of hit us. What else is out in terms of the depth? What else is still out there? I know you're still going to sign some other guys. There's a, a picture, a mm-hmm. picture from Mexico uh, that came yep. in. Can you tell us anything about the rest of the class? Yeah, you know, we actually just agreed uh, this morning. Lefty from Venezuela. Uh, we got an outfielder from Curacao that's going to sign today. We've we've got about you know seven or eight starting pitching prospects that are going to sign today through you know Lefty from Colombia, uh, two guys out of Panama. Um, so I think all in all, the next couple of days, still busy getting some guys across the line, trying to get as much value as we can, knowing that, you know, Leo and, and Cruz and some other guys are kind of already in the hamper. 
talking to Chris Kemp, Padres Vice President of Amateur and International Scouting. And, uh, you know, on the big league level, teams spend different amounts of money. We've seen the Padres on, on both sides of that now in their, in their organizational history. But when it comes to the, the bonus pool, at least right now, I know you guys got dinged some for the Xander Bogart signing, but essentially every team is on a fairly level playing field of what they can offer. How do you yeah. how do you stand out when when many teams I assume were interested in DeVries, I assume almost everyone was interested in Salas last year. What what are the selling points when money can't really be the deciding factor because other teams can offer as much or even more than the Padres were able to do in a, in a signing bonus? Um I don't know two things. I, I just our our big league team is is loud and fun and energetic and worldwide and kids like Ethan and Leo looking at Manny and Fernando and just everything we've been doing. Petco Park being sold out and we're just a fun team. And then our scouts on the ground, you know, we push that. You know, we we get around families, explain what's going on. You know, hey, you want to be a part of this? And um, that's uh, that would be my answer. Cool. Uh, Chris Kemp is with us uh, as director of international scouting as well, and you've been with the organization for 10 years. We've seen um, a lot of focus of the Padres on Asia, and that uh, obviously coming to fruition with a couple of the free agent signings. What's that process like? I mean, a little different, obviously, than uh, the international scouting because you're scouting guys who are already on a pro level, whether it's in the uh, NPB or, or KP. KBO, but uh, tell me a little about kind of the, the Mat- Matsui and Go and, and the process of scouting them and deciding to sign them yeah. this offseason. Well, I think you look at Asia, it's, my first thought, it's a really, you know, org-wide thing for us as, as far as covering it, you know, from Pete DeYoung's side on the pro scouts, uh, Trevor Shum going to see some college tournaments. We really use a lot of our scouts, you know, a lot of the special assistants, James, Logan, David, heading over there. And we kind of have a split camp to a degree where if, if certain things are going on in the Caribbean or Latin America, we've got a crew out in Asia, and we all kind of work together and evaluate the guys we like. There's a, there's a pitcher out there that uh, everyone's kind of wondering when he might come out, if he's going to wait for the, the posting system, or might come out a little bit early like uh, Shohei Otani. Have you looked at, at Roki Sasaki and, and have any idea of what the future might hold for uh, the, the Chibalade pitcher that uh, is – obviously uh, salivating a lot of fans and teams in, in Major League Baseball about the possibility of uh, him coming out uh, at, at some point to Major League Baseball. Yeah, you know, obviously it, it's been loud, you know, the talent he has, but, but no different than, you know, each country in its own bucket. You know, you, you want to know who the best guy in Venezuela is, the best guy in Korea, Taiwan, Japan. So, you know, like any other guy, if, if they if they come out, I think we'll be ready and uh, we'll obviously be monitoring him. It's a fun guy to watch. For your uh, timeline, obviously now that, you know, the, the main deadline for the international signing is open and you get most of those signings done, do you turn your attention college baseball season starting and high school baseball uh, toward the amateur draft uh, this summer and, and that's where your focus is now for the next few months? Yeah, you know, that's, you know this class looks fun. Um you know, kind of as this week gets on, once we finish up international signing class this week, you know, kind of getting with all your area scouts and, you know, going over like the SEC, ACC, Big 12, all those targets. Um, you know, JUCO tournament's already starting up into the month. So, you know, hey, we're looking at seven picks in the top 150. And um, to say we're excited is an understatement. Well, Chris, uh, congratulations on Leodalis DeVries, uh, the 2024 international signing class. Uh, I know you're always on the road, but it's fun to, to see you. It's weird that I'm here in Peoria 
And you're not here, actually, Wait, right now. Wood? It's the only time that we where, uh, Woods is not playing Wood? right now. He and Paul, they're on field three. Uh, they're playing oh, yeah. a game. Let's see. He's on Terry Kennedy and Dave Dravenke's team. <laughs> and they're playing play. against Jake Peavy and Andy Ashby. Yeah, I'm curious because I haven't actually seen it yet either. But as soon as the show's over, I'm going to go out there and see how they're doing. Apparently, Tom Seidler just came and told me they're leading 4 nothing. They've lost seven in a row at fantasy <laughs> camp, so they're trying to break uh, the longest losing streak in fantasy camp history right now, Chris. And I, I heard Paulie pitched pretty well yesterday, so uh, you might want to send well, a scout out to some of these games. We'll, we'll tell the boys I said hello, and um, I'm sure I'll see you all soon out in AZ or uh, San Diego. Yeah, we'll be here next month uh, at the end of February, or we'll see you in San Diego. Perfect. Thank you, Chris. All right, guys. Chris Kemp, Padres Vice President of uh, Amateur and International Scouting, uh, with us talking about the international signing class. And, oh, I'm sure he's got some spies. Seeing if they, I mean, if there's talent, there's talent. And most, of, most of the fantasy campers are a little too old to really be considered prospects. I mean, especially the guys who are in their, their 60s and 70s at this point, and there are some who are in their 60s and 70s here. I'm guessing that that's just a little bit too late to start back on a minor league trajectory to try to get to the big leagues at this point. But, hey, you never know where you're going to find that talent. Uh, Let's check traffic. We'll come back a few more minutes, wrap things up here on the Tuesday edition of Men and Woods on 97.3 The Fan. Frank, uh, do you like dumplings? I mean, who doesn't like dumplings, right? Uh, I would be one of them. You don't like dumplings? Oh, that's too bad. I found a really good spot uh, in San Diego this weekend. In Mira Mesa, uh, it's uh, I guess it's from Taiwan. It's a chain over there, and they just opened a new restaurant uh, a couple weeks ago off of Mira Mesa Boulevard. It's called Bafang Dumpling, and it probably are the best pot stickers I've ever had. Had their uh, their original signature pot stickers, and this is not a paid endorsement. Uh, Woods would be making fun of me, but they were absolutely delicious, uh, and we had a lot of fun. Took my boys, and we we all like. Uh, we all like pot stickers and dumplings, so we tried that out and had a good time. How, how come you don't like when you don't like dumplings, Frank? I am one of those picky eaters. I have been really? ever since. I, yes. Tell me about some of your food. Well, we've got a couple of minutes here to kill before the end of the show. So tell me about your food quirks, Frank. Let's I, I, reveal. Let's get a, pick, a, pick a little bit away at the personality of Frank Marchese. I think part of the reason why is I'm allergic to peanuts. So okay, that's fair. You got to be yeah, careful. Yeah. So growing up, those are like that's a life-threatening allergy. Yes, it is. It is very much so. So when I grew up, growing up, I just kind of got used to saying no if I wasn't sure about it. And yeah, and that Asian just food kind can of, have like peanuts hiding. In yes, things, exactly. Like, uh, noodles and stuff that you're not sure about. I can understand that. So that's been like since in childhood. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you can't have peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, nope. anything like that. Nope. Wow. I've never known that. I mean, we're in studio. You should be careful. Who knows? Wood sometimes brings all kinds of snacks, including peanuts. So oh, I know. Yeah, we'll be careful with Frank going in the future. I did not know that about you. Anything Anything else like unusual food choices? Not that I can think of. At least right, it's just, not just unusual to, to me, at least. <laughs> all right. Fair enough. Fair enough. I was just checking. Well, anyway, I had a, had a really good uh, peanuts. I also tried a chain that I had never been to since I was here and I needed to get something to eat. And uh, it's from Chicago. We don't have them in San Diego, but it's Portillo's Mm -hmm. hot dogs. And I do love a good Chicago dog and I hadn't had one in a long time. So I went and got the uh, dragged through the garden just on the poppy seed steam bun 
hot dog. It's got the pickle spear, what the onion, tomato, sport peppers, the whole works, mustard. Uh, I think that's the best way to have a hot dog. And it was, it was right by P- the Peoria Sports Complex off Bell Road. So if you ever come out to spring training, you can check it out. It was literally the largest fast food type establishment I have ever been in. Hmm. Bigger than like the Barstow. It was the biggest one that I've been in up until this point. This place was enormous. Now, it wasn't that crowded because I got in late and just needed to grab something quick last night. But it was huge. I mean, they could have fit two, three hundred people in there easily. Uh, And they have the Chicago style hot dogs. They have the Chicago beef, like from the bear of the show, where they do the the beef with the peppers, sandwiches, um, and then kind of the burgers and fries and normal things. But I went there for the Chicago dog because I do love a good Chicago hot dog. And there's a couple places in San Diego uh, you can get them. Uh, Chicago Fire Grill uh, by UTC is pretty good, but not something you see a ton of in San Diego. So I saw that. I thought, okay, it's about three minutes from the Airbnb. I'll go grab that. And I had a good Chicago dog last night. As, no peanuts either. <laughs> as John Stewart said, there are only three acceptable condiments to put on a hot dog. Mustard, relish, and stagnant cart water. That's about it. <laughs> hot dog and, water. Yeah, and yes. from being from New York, having a lot of stagnant cart water hot dogs, he's he's not wrong. I will uh I'll wrap up. I like to do my little uh local stuff uh just over the weekend. The Seals, Woodsy Seals. I had to play back to back on Friday and Saturday and they lost at Las Vegas on Friday but bounced back with a pretty big road win on Saturday against the uh, Colorado Mammoth, their biggest rival. 12 to 8, so after losing in kind of disappointing fashion, good win for our uh, National Lacrosse League team. Uh, the goals also split a game over the weekend with the Iowa Wild. Uh, both went to overtime, a 3-2 win and shootout, a 2-1 loss in overtime. And then the Sockers had the old back-to-back as well. A lot of, a lot of games this weekend for our local teams. Uh, they beat Tacoma on Saturday, 6-5 to on the road to improve to 6-0. and But then they had to fly back, I think it was Sunday, uh, like through weather delays, get back to San Diego, and then basically go straight to a game against Chihuahua, their biggest rival, at Pechanga Arena. And unsurprisingly, when you put up a, a schedule like that, they came out pretty flat and they lost 5-1 to for their first loss of the season. But you see that in a lot of sports, NBA, whatever, the back-to-backs, the second of the two back-to-back days. Always um, a tougher one for the teams and usually good to bet against those teams coming off the back-to-backs. And uh, The Sockers got uh, got nipped for the first time this season having to play one of those back-to-backs. What's their record now, the Sockers? They're 6-1 and one now. They were 6-0 and oh until they lost uh, yesterday or Sunday, 5-1 to one to, to Chihuahua. So um, they're off to a good start, and Craig, I'm sure, can talk all about it uh, coming up with Annie here in a couple of minutes. Oh, I also wanted to give a little shout-out, congratulations to my college buddy, Scott. So Scott sent me this weekend. He was following, He's a big golf fan, like I am. And he sometimes, he's got the online, I don't know if it's DraftKings, whatever app he uses, and he put $10 on a long shot to win on the PGA Tour. And he sent it to me. He goes, you can pull for this guy over the weekend. I go, who's Grayson Murray? Why did you choose him at 500 to 1 odds to win on the PGA Tour? He goes, I was just looking for a long shot. I saw you had one before like seven years ago. Hasn't won since. But, hey, if you can win once, right, you can win again. Well, Grayson Murray was actually in contention over the weekend and came into the final hole 
one shot back of Keegan Bradley and Ben on, but he stuck his fourth shot or third shot on the par five, made his birdie, got into the playoff. And then in the playoff, the other two guys are way down the middle. He snaps his drive nearly out of bounds, ends up making birdie, wins the hole, and my buddy won $5,000 on his 500-to-1 bet for $10 for Grayson Murray. So there's a success story from the weekend. That music means Annie and Elston are coming up next. Do not go anywhere. I'm going to go check on Polly and Woodsy out on field three. We'll be back more live from Fantasy Camp tomorrow at 6. For Frank, I'm Ben. Have a great rest of your Tuesday from all of us here at 97.3 The Fan. So long. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.